Welcome, everybody, and welcome to our mini weave. Aren't you excited? I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. Um, so today, I, you know, I was just, you know, pausing for effect to see if anybody would respond, and then I realized that this is a podcast and we don't actually have <laughs> somebody that's actively listening to us right now. Uh, so I apologize for the weirdness. But <laughs> um, today we are going to talk about our favorite relationships and ones we don't care for within the anime world. So mm-hmm. why don't we go? Why don't we go back and forth? Like you do one, I do one, and then once we run out of those, then whoever has the longer list because they care more, uh, <laughs> they can keep continue going. Okay, so we'll I'm start with for it. Okay, all right. Well, first. I will just start with the faves. Um, And this is in no particular order. And also, I just want to say real quick that if we don't mention your favorite ship, it could be because, one, we've never watched that anime yet. Or two, uh, we just forgot about it, but we love them. Or three, um, they're not a fave. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) Or we don't absolutely hate them maybe that's why i do (laughs) exactly yes but also we could probably do another part of this episode if people want to hear more about the favorite ships yeah but um okay so i talked about how much i loved full metal alchemist brotherhood so i wanted to talk about edward and winry um because it is like a slow burn and it starts with friendship and those are like my favorite kind of relationships usually um and both of them are incredible on their own and they both support each other equally and so it's all about that equivalent exchange which if you're a fan of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, you know exactly what I mean when I say equivalent exchange. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's so cute. Ah, uh, Megan, giving the meaning behind the relationship. So great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go because we're going to bounce off. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I guess so my I, I kind of did mine a little bit differently. And I decided that I would just pick a couple of shows. And then mm. within those shows, I kind of gave like my favorite and then also contrasting ones, which I really didn't like. And so Ooh, good. Um, since we're going with favorites first, we'll kind of go through each of these shows going back and forth for me. And I'll just talk about the favorites. And then when we get to the ones that we don't care for, I will hop back into those. Perfect. Perfect. So um, the first one that I wanted to talk about is a new anime that um, has just recently aired on Hulu. It's called Horiyama or Oriyama. I don't know if the H is silent or not, Um, but it is about Hori (laughs) and Miyamura. And their friend group uh, going to high school. And it's just like this little rom-com. But the relationship that I really, really love in that is Ishikawa uh, Toru and Yoshikawa Yuri. Uh, So they go by back and forth. They go by Toru and Yuri. Um, But they're just like this fun-loving couple that are super goofy. Um, And I'm here for it. 
they just kind of bungle things. Like they pretend to date for a little bit and then they realize that they truly do like each other. Um, (laughs) I think that it's only a season long because they really like had a hard ending to this show, but I really wish that they would have like had a conclusion to their relationship because they had (gasps) conclusions to other people's relationship. And it was just like them pulling around and being like, oh, uh, we like each other? Question mark. Like, we're not just pretending. Like, we actually like each other. And I was like, no, I needed to be said. I like you. I like you. We're getting together. That's the end. Happily ever after. Oh, no. Um, but it's the, the relationship. Yuri and Toru's relationship is just super, super cute. Oh, I love that. Um, okay, my next one that I love... It still hasn't happened yet, but there's so much hinting at this that I'm like, if this is an endgame for these two characters, I'm going to be so mad. And it's Yami and Charlotte from Black Clover. Oh, okay. And Sammy, have you watched Black Clover? Remind me. I haven't. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to tell you to watch it, but also we have priorities, so... (laughs) So I guess if it ever comes up, watch it. Again, if you can get past Asta's yelling. But Yami, okay, first off, Yami reminds me so much of my husband. It blows my mind. Like, everything about him. But um, he's, you know, this badass, you know, guy. And then there's this Captain Charlotte, who is, like, incredible on her own. Like, she is a warrior. But whenever she gets to Yami, it's like she freaks out. She gets so unnerved. And the buildup is so cute to where, like, they set up this kind of, like, dinner between some of the captains. And Yami, like, touches her hand. And she instantly goes, oh, my gosh, she touched my hand. And then she, like, jumps out of a window because she's, like, freaked out and, like, just runs away. And Yami's like, okay, I'm not, does she think I have the plague? Like, I swear I'm clean. Like, he's just so oblivious and so confused. But it's just so cute. And I'm just like, I want them to be endgame so bad. I like, I just love it. Hopefully it happens. And it, okay, I'm not done yet. So you guys, if you like finished Black Clover and you know, do not tell me. Do not spoil it for me. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Sammy, what's your other fave? Um, okay. So over on High School House Club, um, there is one main girl character, Haruhi, who everybody seems to fall in love with, by the way. Like absolutely everybody girls boys um yeah everybody falls in love with her because Mm -hmm. she's just she's this headstrong girl and she doesn't care (laughs) and um she just is who she sorry she is who she is unapologetically 100 percent and this isn't actually a relationship that's in all around high school house club but one that i wish had happened in Mm. our high school house club um but there is this character named Ritsu, who is a redheaded mob boss's son. Nice. And he is just so cute and, like, is a tough guy um, in the sense that he looks tough. 
but he just wants like people to be his friend and for a friend. And um, I just really loved his character so much, even though it was such a small like snippet of the show. And I was gonna I was, say he's not a host club. How does he come into the show? Remind me. Um, he's trying to learn from one of the characters in the host club, who is a tough guy, but everybody seems to love. Oh, uh, I think his name. Oh shoot, I can't remember his name. Anyway, if you know Oren High School Host Club, you know who I'm talking about. He's a tall, dark-haired guy who doesn't talk ever. Oh yes, but is like always around honey the tiny small yes. one yeah yes. yeah yeah. i know who you're talking about yep yeah so he's trying to learn from the tall dark quiet handsome guy uh how to be cool and tough but also approachable and nice. I'm here for it and i'm like oh man he would be such a such a great um pair off for haruhi because he would like let her be uh, that kick butt girl with potential and just absolutely worship her while also like kicking butt and taking names on the side totally. with his boss future. Yeah. Uh, sigh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, my other favorites, I'm just going to say these two because they're part of the same universe show. And okay. I'll be short for both. It's Naruto and Hinata. I'm so glad Hinata won Naruto's heart over Sakura. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. I love Hinata. Like, just a pure soul. And here's the truth. If anyone thinks that Hinata is super awkward, it's like, well, you were awkward around her childhood crush, you guys. Like, let's let's cut her some slack. And um, I have no clue how she is in Baruto. Like, you know, so if things change with Baruto, don't tell me. In my mind, Boruto doesn't exist. So there's that. (laughs) And then um, the next one is Shikamaru. And Tamari, I love them so much because, again, they're so awesome on their own. And as I love a strong female character, and Tamari mm-hmm. certainly is the epitome of that. Yeah. And they've got this slow burn, like clearly they're from rival villages, you know. Yeah. So they definitely don't start out on the right foot, but then they've got this slow burn going on as their villages trust each other and rely on each other. And, you know, then it becomes friendship and then it becomes something more uh, mutual respect and, you know, then cutesiness. And I I just love that. I'm like, oh, I'm a sucker for the slow burn. I'm not going to lie. Tell. <laughs> like friends to lovers, I'm I'm seeing a trend. Like friends to lovers, slow burn. Yep, yep. Not yep. so much like enemies to lovers, although that does have its time oh, and place. Yeah. Oof, yes. But you know, the slow burn friend to lovers, that's my jam. Okay. Um, okay, so I guess I will say my last two as well. Noragami, which is one of my favorite shows that I've mentioned before in previous episodes. I really love Yato and Hiori. Um, Love them. So great. Like, another two people that are just bumbling idiots in this (laughs) world um, that come together and just care for each other. And I just absolutely love them. 
And can I just say something, Sammy? The way they've left us on a cliffhanger for so many years, I'm like, how have people survived? And how has there not been an uproar? Like, people need closure for Yato and Hiyori. Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, there's just something about mortal girls falling in love with gods that are, like, if that can just be a trope, in and of oh itself. my gosh for real it's also in toilet bound hanako-kun where they're well yeah, except okay. he's a ghost but it happens all the time a mortal being was someone else where it seems like this is impossible that this would happen and yet why am i rooting for it you know oh, yeah. like i i just absolutely love that like yeah just a mortal girl falling in love with some not mortal being i mean i love that in my books like Attack or not attack on Titan. <laughs> there is a lot of death though. So. <laughs> um, like A Court of Thorn and Roses is a book um, from Blood and Ash. They also have like uh, an immortal love there too, where it's just separation between a mortal girl and somebody who's immortal. Like, oh, I just love that. Where there's like this immortal being that is just kind of lifting up the mortal being and being like, it doesn't matter that you're mortal. Like you are still amazing and you can do amazing things. Mm -hmm. And I love it. But (laughs) to keep going on that note, Kamisama kiss. Um, I really like Nanami and Tomoe or Tomoe. Tomoe. Okay. See, I only know that because I've listened to this show 1 trillion times. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I absolutely love them too. It's the same thing. Mortal girls falling in love with gods or some immortal being. And also J. Michael Tatum's voice ain't too bad. Perfection. Yeah. I fall in love with all of his characters, literally (laughs) all of his characters. Like, Freak, yeah. <laughs> he just has like this really good voice, and like he has this. It's the enemies to lovers. I guess I can tell you like what it is. Where there's like this hate and there's this disdain in his voice, and then all of a sudden it turns into like this love. I guess I that's know. like my psychological welfare. I guess. <laughs> But no, I would say Kami-sama Kiss is probably the cl- the most enemies to lovers that I can get behind. Because here's the thing. It's like he's a familiar who's literally been betrayed by the person he trusted the most. Oh, and sure. he's just like thrown into accepting this mortal girl. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand why he would be so behave in the way that he is it's not so much her it's about what was happening and so I feel like that is as close to enemies to lovers as I can get behind so that's why I love them too like (laughs) I love and adore them so much uh okay okay so let's move on to the ones that we don't really care for not necessarily hate though there are probably some in this list that we really do not like but let's just Give it a soft landing and say that we don't care for. Yeah. Let's, you know, do a little like underhanded, you know, toss, you know, yeah. like make it gentle. Um, oh, man. Gosh, I feel like, okay, I know I spoke too soon because now I'm like, I don't know which one to start with first because I feel like I'm going to make people upset. <laughs> um, okay, I'll just go with the non-head or the headcanon one, not the official one first. Okay. And that's 
the people's headcanon of the Baku-Deku relationship, a.k.a. Bakugo and Midoriya. Okay. In My Hero Academia. Okay. And here's the thing. People say, like, it's childhood friend-to-lover trope. I'm like, no. This is a childhood friend-to-bully-to-quote-unquote-abusive-lover. And I'm not here for it. One, <laughs> one, they're in high school, and I just feel like Bakugo really needs to, like, get some therapy for that rage and anger. Because here's the truth. He would bully... Midoriya so much and Midoriya is just too pure for this world you know still wants to be friends and you know then Baka goes over here saying pound sand and you know take care of yourself and not (laughs) and and not in a good way you know so it's like let's not promote abusive relationships and I only say that because I feel like My Hero Academia is one of those shows where it could be appropriate for a younger audience. So because of that, I'm like, I feel like we need to be careful of the relationships that we glorify when a younger audience can participate in the same show. Good point. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I get it. We want that. But if they were adults, then maybe. But at the same time, like, this is just glorifying too much um, bullying to where I'm like, I'm not okay with this. However, I am on team Midoriya and um, Ochako Uraraka. Oh, gosh. It's the girl who has the anti-gravity quirk. Yes. She's so freaking cute. And he's... Like, he's shown interest, and she's so- shown interest. And again, they're high school, so it's like, you guys just bloom in your own time. Just blossom in your own way. It's going to work out. Um, You know, or even Deku and Shoto, which is the boy who's half and half, you know, the ice and hot quirk. I mean, mm. that could also work. But for me, like, I the like other. so much. You what? I like him so much. I know. <laughs> And the times when he's like, this is what my dad would like. So, but this is what I also want to do. Should I not do it? And it's just like, ah, do what you want. You're your own person. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, really either of those could work, but absolutely not Baku Deku. No, <laughs> no, no. Get therapy. Bakugo, period. Okay. Well, they're very <laughs> strong opinions. <laughs> Um, maybe not not such a softball into the I don't care. Yeah, sorry, I I couldn't with the list I'm working with. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Um, okay, so back to Oriyama. Um, I really don't like the relationship between Miyamura and Ori or Hori. Um, just not a fan, no real explanation for it. Um, other than like, I feel like she kind of overpowers him and he's just kind of like there. Oh, like they like each other. Don't get me wrong. And he shows that he likes her, but I am just not a fan of um, like shows when they have like the bumbling idiot dad and then the mom who's like the powerhouse that's super smart and kind of the husband or the father. Yeah, those are cringe for me too. Mm. And I just, not necessarily that that is what their relationship is, but I get those kind of vibes. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm very much a equal partnership type of person um, in, in what I like to read or watch or listen to. And also in like my day to day life. Yes, I um, am a part time stay at home mom and also work. And then my husband's kind of the breadwinner, but uh, we both try to make money for our family. We both do housework. We both uh, show love for our kids. Like it's not this power dynamic like we very much try to share the power and have equality and that's something that uh I just feel like I'm not seeing as much with those two Mm. and it bothers me just a little bit not enough to like not watch the show because the show is very much focused around their relationship and Mm -hmm. their timeline um and I still liked the show and I still liked those characters I just don't know if I would have put those two people together in that show myself if I were the writers yeah interesting huh yeah wow kind of makes you wonder about the writers relationships you know because I'm like is this a trope you love in your real life I don't know (laughs) um mine kind of falls similarly oh gosh and this is a beloved show it's Sailor Moon I'm not a fan of Usagi and Mamoru's relationship. Here's okay. the truth. She's so young and very immature. Like, she's definitely the more immature of her friend group. Mm-hmm. And he is several years older than her. And I know that it's still kosher because they're technically teenagers. But when you're that young... That kind of an age gap is just so huge. And I think he's like preparing for college. So I'm like, Mamaru, isn't there some like hot chick in one of your classes? Like, come on. And then on top of that, he also treats her like a total jerk before they discover who the other person was. And so I'm like, this isn't cute, Mamaru. She's literally like 14. Like, what's your deal? What kind of power <laughs> trip do you get from, you know, teasing a 14-year-old girl? Um, And also, I just think he's so lame because he just like literally saves them by throwing down a rose and saying, how dare you make a young girl cry? For that, you must pay. And it's like, he doesn't, <laughs> but then he like doesn't do anything. And you're like, ugh. Mamoru blah I feel like you're just forced to love him and because Usagi's the main character it's like oh I hope they get together when I'm like Usagi I would have much rather you just like fallen for the arcade guy you know yeah I get you so yeah sorry but also not (laughs) (laughs) Sammy what's one you don't care for um going back to all around high school host club I don't really like the Haruhi and Tamaki relationship that they're really trying to push there. Remind uh, me who Tamaki is again. Is he the um, main blonde guy? Yes, he is the main oh. blonde guy. <laughs> and he is such a drama queen. Like, such a drama queen. And I am uh, not really down for the daddy-daughter talk. <laughs> like, daddy whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's just weird to me. Um, yes, I do like weird like either you're going to be a father figure to this girl which I feel like is weird or you're going to be her interest you cannot be both yeah sorry no 
Um, I like them both separately, but I feel like they're just not a great fit together because she kind of treats him like he's dumb and he um, avoids his feelings. Definite (laughs) mismatch. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how I feel about that one. That one's just a little awkward. And I feel like there were other people that they both could have been with um, that were just better fits. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like the problematic main character girl and the problematic main character boy. They have to get together and it doesn't matter if there would be a better fit. Yeah. Like, oh. that seems to be typical. Um, okay. The one I do not care for, my last one on this list, again, it's not comprehensive. I'm sure I could figure out more, but it's Meliodas and Elizabeth in Seven Deadly Sins. And I still watch Seven Deadly Sins, but let me tell you, Meliodas and Elizabeth both try my patience so much. And I'm just like, why are you guys the main people? Like, oh, it drives me crazy. Because here's the thing. I mean, this is going to be as spoiler-free as I can get it. There's going to be a point in time where you understand why Meliodas is one giant pervert with Elizabeth and only Elizabeth. But still, it doesn't erase the fact that Elizabeth is, like, meeting you for the first time, Meliodas. So quit groping her with putting your head in her you know, inflate boobs and in her crotch. Like, <laughs> like what is that? What's the deal? Oh, but, man. And then Elizabeth, I'm like, a man is literally groping you and your reaction is, Amelianus! Like, what? No, your yeah, reaction. Bimbo, bimbo mindset. I know. I'm like, no, the appropriate reaction is to literally kick him where the sun don't shine and you know protect yourself come on but instead she's just like oh Meliodas Sir Meliodas and I'm like oh barf come on you know I'm yeah it's just kind of like a not healthy yes (laughs) no well and again like one could quote unquote justify Um, this, when the big reveal happens about why Meliodas and Elizabeth, like, really like each other or seem to be connected. But in my mind, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, that still doesn't excuse anything. Nope, 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 And those of you who have watched it, I feel like we all can give, like, a cohesive, like, nod. You know, like, yes, we agree, you know? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, and also I feel like there are way more um, interesting relationships that should have a spotlight but don't, you know, they're kind of in the shadows of Meliodas and Elizabeth, and so I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. (laughs) But yeah. Well, um, let's end it here with the question of the day, which is who are your favorite relationships and who are the ones that you don't care for? What about the relationships like I have done in um, or in high school host club with Haruhi and Ritsu that you would come up with instead of what's already there? Ooh, um, head cannons, yes. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Head cannons. So 
We would really love to hear from you, uh, whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, or our email, which is littlebitweebish at gmail.com. Yeah, so we're super excited to hear from you. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Bye.